Welcome to another episode of the Clay County Beacon podcast. Today, I am pleased to have with me Alexandra Compare, who is running for the Board of County Commissioner, Commissioners. Uh, Alexandra, thank you, first of all, for being here. Uh, tell us a little yes. bit about you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to be chatting with you today. Um, I don't take that lightly. A little bit about myself. Uh, I grew up in Clay. Clay County is home to me. I went to the schools here. My church is here. My family is here. So I definitely um, love that the Clay County is where life has happened for me. I'm a practicing attorney. I'm in my fifth year of practice. So it's been a very um, interesting time in my life to, to really develop my practice and get to to um, advocate for people's interests. Um, I think that um, in general, it's been really neat um, growing up in Clay and getting to do those things because it puts you out in the community. So um, really, really, um, I'm not sure what else really to add to that. This is, um, this is me. All right, great. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some really hard questions to start off with. This is a new thing I'm doing. First of all, there yeah. are right or wrong answers here. Everything else will be just your opinion and what you think, but first couple questions are right or wrong. All right, first one, iPhone or Android? <laughs> iPhone. iPhone, all right, that's the right <laughs> answer. All right, you're one for one. Uh, and then the second question is Coke or Pepsi? Ooh. If I have to choose... Uh, I'd probably do, um, I'd probably do Coke. That's the correct answer. I'm not saying oh you have to drink God, it, either. but the Coke clearly <laughs> tastes better. This is an argument that I have all the time with people. So, all right, cool. So what area of law do you practice? Like what sort of, uh, what sort of law do you deal with? Personal injury primarily. Okay. Um, so that's anything to do with harm to the body, sure. um, for the most part. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so tell me a little bit about why you want to be uh, a count. Why, why the county commission? I, it, it's your first time running for office, right? I think uh, if I'm remembering yes. correctly. So tell me a little bit about what drew you to running for county commissioner as opposed to, you know, one of the various other governing bodies we have here in Clay County. Well, um, I can tell you that after having watched county commission meetings over the years, I've attended them. Um, believe it or not, I first got my taste in politics when I was 19 years old, and that's when I first started going to county commission meetings. Um, and I just, over the years, realized that a lot of it is policy making and allocations. And I think that um, with my background and my interest in, in knowing the values of our community, um, being here all of the time, it just made sense that I would want to be a part of advocating for, for the constituents of Clay County in that regard. Um, so yeah, policy making is what they do, making tough decisions, um, but also looking at how, um, how to be fiscally responsible. And so it just made sense to me to be a part of that process, or at least to try. Right. And how do you feel your, your law practice helps you there? Like you feel like that's experience that would transfer, translate into the role of county commissioner? Well, yes, uh, to answer your question, um, I do think that that's um, a large part of my training, right? It's, it's dissecting what is difficult, having critical thinking about challenges that we may face, understanding how the law is written and how policies are drafted, 
Um, being able to unpack what is complex is all a part of my training. So if I can bring that in a way that benefits the constituents of Clay County, that's definitely something I would want to do. Right, definitely. Um, let's talk about uh, the the big big thing I hear about all the time now is all the growth um, and and in my opinion, overdevelopment that's happening uh, in certain areas of the county. Um, what are your thoughts on the way that the growth is currently being managed? Do you feel like we're on the right track, wrong track? Where do you feel we are? As far as um, where we are now, it's it's a difficult question to answer, primarily because a lot of the, the growth that we're seeing spring up right now are based on decisions that were made uh, 15, 20 years ago. Um, I had a conversation with the county manager just a couple of weeks ago and uh, we were just kind of unpacking what that looks like, why it's all happening all at once. Um, and it's difficult to project 15, 20 years into the future. Um, but the growth that's happening, I think that growth, if it's going to happen, especially in Clay County, we're seeing that happen. It needs to be managed well. Um, it's one thing to see what's happening right now. It's another thing to be planning for the future and being intentional about planning for the future especially as we see uh, different things popping up. Um, for one, because I live in Oakleaf, I know and have noticed the, the impact that the expressway has had on Clay County. Um, so being aware of it is, is good, but planning for it is something different. And we want to be sure that we're on top of what that looks like moving forward. Right. What, what sort of impact do you feel like the expressway from your view has had on, on the county? Cause I've talked to a lot of people and they all seem to have different opinions. So I'm curious to know your perspective on the impact you feel like the expressway is having. Well, it definitely invites a lot more traffic into clay. Um, that's for sure. Um, I take that expressway almost daily. Um, and I, I, it's just easier for people who are traveling from Duval um, to enter into Clay County. So there's a lot more traffic. Um, the other thing is that uh, it makes Clay County more attractive to those who want to move here because it's, it's an easier commute out of the county if they're trying to work in Duval or any of the neighboring counties. Um, so I see quite a bit more um, more people, I think, especially in my part of the district, we share that line with Duval. Right. Um, yeah. That's yeah what I've a lot noticed. of people think that, you know, like the Oakleaf Town Center is in Clay County, but it's actually Duval. So a lot of people assume that, yeah. like that tax revenue, though, you know, I am notoriously anti taxes, so I'm not really one to talk about <laughs> how we should get taxes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I guess that's sort of a good question, too. Um, you know, in recent months, the, you know, the, the county every month, just like every other governing or every year, goes through their budgeting process. And um, the sheriff's office came. And I'm not saying they were right or wrong. Please don't kill me, people who are advocates of the sheriff. I like Sheriff Cook. But the sheriff's office came and asked for a substantial increase in funding to the tune of millions of dollars, um, which resulted in people's property taxes being raised. Um, so what are your thoughts on the right way to make sure that needs like, uh, you know, policing are taken care of with also, you know, how do you balance the needs versus, um, you know, the impact that it has uh, on people who are, who don't make as much money, right? Like we, we know the median income in the County and I believe it's, I forget what it is, maybe in the $60,000 range at this point, which means there are people on the higher and lower end of that spectrum. And what we have seen, uh, with the County commissioners and the school board raising taxes, 
uh, over the past few years that it's becoming very hard for people to who, who aren't who are on the lower end of that median income to survive and live in Clay County. Uh, home prices are through the roof, all that stuff. So you're, I, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on how do you juggle the needs without making it so that people who are vulnerable and lower income folks um, are, are still able to survive and, and be a part of yeah. Clay County? Yeah, uh, great question because it's definitely something on everybody's minds. Um, how do we how do we balance those interests? And can I just say that um, I'm an advocate for keeping our taxes low because it's just important that people are getting to keep what they earn, right? But because we have these these challenges, law enforcement, I think. As the county commissioner, I think it's important for me to also realize that I have one uh, one goal, or at least my first goal, my primary responsibility is making sure that I am um, ensuring the safety of those that are um, that are in my community, right? So with the sheriff coming forward and asking for resources, the balance that's going on in my mind is are we making um, the best use of the funds that we already have without having to make an increase? Are we being responsible? And so again, I bring up the conversation that I have. Um, I've had um, multiple conversations with the county manager, but the first thing that I'm looking at is, are we spending wisely? Because at the end of the day, if it's, if it's misappropriated funds or if it's not being spent well, then there is there is that push then to increase the taxes and we're the ones who have to to bear the it's it's onerous on us right right so if i'm going to be um in a position to be able to affect change um in a way that benefits the constituents especially the ones that you're referring to right the ones who are um getting hit hard on these increases then my first line of inquiry is always going to be how are we spending? Yep. Is there anywhere? Is there anywhere that we can cut back? Is there anywhere? Is there anywhere in our budget that we are overspending? Um, one of the things that I, I get quite often um, from the older constituents of Clay County is, do I feel like this is too much too soon? And I say, you know what? Um, my age is more of a benefit because I get to look at life in a different way. I see what it looks like to work. Uh, smarter with the the technology that we have um, those advancements they're they're happening and they're happening quickly and any way that we can work that into what we do in order to be fiscally responsible I'm all for it because I think that um, the old way of doing things sometimes may just cost too much yeah. and we've got to figure out a way to balance that yeah government is not a place that that breeds innovation right <laughs> so um you know i i, I uh, well i'm not going to go into that story i was going to talk about the historic preservation board that i'm on uh for the county but it, it, you know i don't want to they're all very nice people but sometimes people get stuck in well this is what we've always done and and why would we do it any different and i'm with you i don't necessarily look at a person's age uh, as a detriment, um, you know, there, there's a lot of folks who are older in age that I think have no business <laughs> holding the positions they currently have. So, right, age isn't a thing. It's like, <laughs> is the person competent? Do they have good ideas? Are they, um, for me, it's very much what you said. Are they fiscally responsible and conservative? Not conservative meaning 
you know, necessarily even their morals, but just exactly what you said. Uh, there is X amount of money coming in. There are there's X amount of needs. How do we make that money stretch as far as it it can, right? Um, I, you know, I took a lot of heat from folks because I said that very thing when the sheriff came and asked for money. And I love Sheriff Cook. I voted for her. She was on the podcast. Um, have no, this is not anything personal against Sheriff Cook. Uh, it's just in general, Clay County has a history of, of sort of, you know, just coming to the well and asking for more um, without looking to say, like, how do we tighten our belt a little bit? Because we have been, even now, you know, with inflation going through the roof and things going crazy, since this pandemic started, we've been, the whole country, if not, you know, maybe the whole world has been in a season of having to tighten the belt. You have to do more with either the same amount and in some cases less. And and sometimes I think government forgets that they should have to do that too. Uh, and I'm not saying there's waste, but, but I think we should, there should be some sort of process where we look at and sure. say, you know, is what we're spending is all that necessary if we want something new. Right. So, um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about, um, term limits, right? So there's been some fuss over term limits. Some people think we need stricter and more term limits. Now on the BCC, there are term limits. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts in general on term limits? Are they beneficial? Or are they not beneficial? Some people believe that if you find a politician who's good at their job, that you don't want to lose that person just to something as silly as an arbitrary amount of time. Other folks think that term limits keep people from becoming career politicians. So what, what are your thoughts? Um, honestly, I go back to the beginning. Um, I, I think of George Washington and how he was an effective leader, a great leader. And when he was presented with the same decision, he did not, um, he didn't think twice about moving beyond that and allowing for another to step into his position, right? Um, I mean, president of a new country, um, you can see the temptation to, uh, to make sure for a longer term of time to, to ensure that what you had in mind, what the founders had in mind would play out. But he said, you know what? I said two terms and that's what it's going to be. And I, I take from that example um, for myself. I, I don't, I don't think that it's the wisest thing to, allow for one position to remain occupied for too long. Um, I, I just don't think that that's the best way to, to um, protect the constituents. It's not that that, that politician is, um, is a bad person or it's just, I, I do believe that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And you don't want anybody to ever feel like they're untouchable. Um, right. And you, there are some drawbacks to being in a position too long. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's dangerous to have anybody um, whose profession is is being in politics or holding elected office. I think, A, <clears throat> I don't think you can really understand what it's like to be a citizen of whatever place you live in that you're governing over unless you actually have skin in the game and you're a business owner or even an employee. I don't necessarily think you have to be a business owner. Um, you know, even this podcast, I told you before we, we started recording, this is sort of a, a passion project for me. I have a job that pays the bills when my job comes calling and says, Hey, we need X, Y, and Z, you know, like, and it bleeds into my free time. Cause I do this all, you know, in my, in my free time, um, you know, I will sacrifice this podcast in a heartbeat to do what pays the bills. And I think that's the problem that you have with career politicians, right? 
when their income stream is from being nothing but a politician, they're going to do whatever they can to entrench themselves in that. And their, their interest now is keeping their livelihood going rather than working towards the needs of, of, you know, the greater good or whatever. So uh, I think you and I are aligned on that, but enough about my thoughts. Um, what are some things you feel like are going well in the county? Like, where do you, where do you feel like uh, the county uh, is um, exceeding or excelling? Oh goodness. Um, that's a, that's a great question, but it's a long question. I mm-hmm. think that Clay County is, um, is really a great place to be. I think that we have done a really great job of keeping that small town feel, even though we're 200,000 plus in, in number, right? Um, the, our values have really, um, have really carried the day when it comes to the way that uh, we interact with each other for the most part. Um, I think that for the most part, I really can't, um, I really, yeah, I really can't think of any, um, offices in particular where I'd be like, eh, like we need to, right. well, um, not even politically, like, you know what? Yeah. I think what you were, I was driving at more what you were saying. I think for me, Clay County is just a great place to live. Like, you know, and I, I have some concerns about the way that growth is being managed or not managed. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a lot of concerns about who's, who's uh, net worth is increasing on the back end from all this development, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I think for me, you know, it's just, it, I think the school system for all the criticism I do of it. Um, I think for the most part, <laughs> the teachers and the school system here are, are still excellent. Um, it's a little too bureaucratic for my taste, a little too, you know, bloated, but, uh, but I think there are great things about Clay County. I love our County parks. I think that's something that we do really well. Um, Mm -hmm. so on the flip side of that, like if you, if you, you know, had a magic wand and you could come and make a change to County, not necessarily just County government, but like the County in general, like what's, what's like one thing that you would say, Hey, I think I would do this different. Oh goodness. That's tough. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, because I agree with you. I think that uh, we've done a really great job um, in our school district. We've done a really great job with preserving um, our natural resources. Um, I'll tell you what mine is. You want to know what mine is? That that bottling plant that the BCC approved? Boy, I would get rid of (laughs) that in a heartbeat. Yes. I mean, you know, we're, we're already, we're, we're taking water away from the rest of the county and it might be the right thing to do to refill Keystone Heights lakes, which, you know, don't even get me started on that. We got a bunch of ocean or lakefront property owners that want more water. So we're pumping water and then we approve a million gallons a day to come out of that same water supply. Um, you know, for me, that's one thing. It's things like that. Like I think sometimes, you know, we forget to look at the overall picture and sort of the ancillary problems that, that things might cause, but you know, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Right. Um, so, all right, here's a little bit of a different question for you. And this is the last question I have for you in your mind. What is an ideal future for Clay County look like? um, First and foremost, I would love for our culture to remain the same. And that's part of the reason why I'm running. I live in a very um, diverse part of the district and it brings, um, it brings an opportunity to be a voice for that diverse part of the district, but also it gives me an opportunity to, um, to be a part of being the voice that shares 
um, and perpetuates that culture, um, the culture of being a community-based. Um, we, we are a very conservative county, um, and I love that about us. We're very neighborly. We're, um, we're very genuine. And as we grow, as we've talked about, there's the, the concern that that won't always be true. And for me, I, I want to raise my family here one day. I want to continue to, to do life here. And I, I don't want for, there to, for us to lose that, that community feel um, and making sure that certain steps are, are, are um, adhered to and, and certain um, policy decisions are in place and, and um, different budget items are, are protected will ensure that. Um, I don't want for us to lose um, who we are. Uh, Clay County is a jewel. It really is. Um, being in this part of the state, um, we don't have to deal with a lot of what's going on in South Florida and Central right. Florida. Uh, we're not even like as close as we are to Duval. We are nothing like Duval County. Um, and so I want that to remain true. Yeah. And that, that's the worry, right? So I've thought of like two more questions, if you'll, if you'll forgive me. Um, so listen, I'm just going to be very frank. Uh, people have, have expressed concern uh, that you are a woman of color running in the district that is probably filled with uh, the most amount of uh, Democrats in the county, right? And that's not a bad thing. That's just demographics. You can go to the supervisor of election office and you can look at the data. Yeah. Um, people have expressed concern that... Uh, that, you know, the Republican Party is trotting out a woman of color in a, in a district filled with people who, you know, who are not Caucasian, um, you know, and they're just doing that to try to, to pander to those folks. So I guess this sort of is an opportunity for you. What's your message to the folks that aren't necessarily in the same party as you, but that will be voting in this election? Uh, you know, how, what, what, what's your message to them as far as like how you will work towards you know, the betterment of all, not necessarily just your party, because that seems to be some people's concern is that, uh, you know, the Republican Party doesn't care about the other side of the coin. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just telling you what people have said to me. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, what would you say to those folks who are concerned that you're only running to help the party as opposed to being genuinely interested in serving? All right. Well, um, I'm going to answer your last question first Okay. in that um, district two, I live in district two and the things that we face in that County is things that I have to face too. And I'm a voice to not only my, uh, my community in district two, but for the entire County and they have to have, um, they have to have the assurance that I am listening to their concerns just as much as I'm listening to everybody else's concerns. And um, part of what I do every single day is picking up the phone and listening to the concerns of my clients, right? And whether or not we agree on what they decide to do, ultimately my job is to identify what their options are and to move forward how they want to move forward but in this, in this, um, in this dynamic, um, I am a voice for my community, but my community should feel like they can chat with me. They can talk to me about sure. the concerns that they have. And so accessibility is going to be critical for me. Um, and to answer the first question that you had about, um, or actually it was more of a statement, but the concern, um, I don't think that that's fair for those in, um, 
those who are criticizing or, or voicing concerns about me um, stepping out at this time because of those reasons. I think that that might be um, a narrow way of looking at it. Remember, uh, Commissioner Bola is termed out. Um, and so it's not that I'm challenging an incumbent. Um, I do share the values of, commu- of our community. Um, and I have been in our community since I was, uh, I've been politically active, not in office, of course, since I was 19 years old. Um, and so um, I was a part of the Young Republicans in leadership with the Young Republicans all those years ago. Um, I've been going to county commission meetings. I've been at school board meetings, um, 19, 20. The only time that there was really a hiatus in, in my community involvement within the Republican Party was when I was in law school, right? Not even in college did I take time away um, to, to focus primarily on my education. It was when I really couldn't be involved yeah, um, that's that I wasn't. And that's not my concern, right. just for the record. That is not sure. me personally. I, I just don't um, think that that's yeah, right. But that's, you know, that. but that's, that's, I believe that's something that your, your opponents will, will try to drum up. They're going to try to for drum sure. that sentiment up. So I just want to give you an opportunity to speak about it a little bit. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I will just say that, you know, my wife and I have known you since you were a kid, literally since you were a kid. Um, you're not a kid now. So, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, you, you are you are a genuine person. You're not you don't strike me. You've never sh- struck me as somebody who's doing things for the optics or the theater of it or to be influential. So, um, you know, and I, I don't the the Clay County Beacon doesn't endorse candidates officially, but just you as a human being, you know, there's you and there's people like uh, Connie Thomas and there's a bunch of people throughout the county who who just seem like they are very genuine and wanting to do good. Uh, right. So, and that's sort of the, the category that I lump you into also. Um, so, all right. Last thing that I'll, I'll give you is a 30 second elevator pitch uh, to the voters. Why should they vote for you? Definitely vote for me because I am looking to, um, to be your voice. I want to be sure that uh, district two has a voice on the, the commission um, and I know our values, I share our values, and I'm looking forward to being an advocate for who we are, um, but also for all of Clay County. The decisions I make in District 2 don't only affect District 2, or the, the decisions that I make um, as a county commissioner won't only affect my part of the county. So I want for anyone and everyone who has questions to talk to me, because I look to be a voice for the entire county. Nice. I love it. All right. Well, I appreciate your time today. I uh, appreciate you coming on the show. And as I tell everyone, you know, best of luck in the election. And, and hopefully, um, you. you know, you're, you have the same open invitation as everyone. Uh, everybody who's come on my show has won. Um, you know, there's also been a lot of people who didn't, but, uh, you know, nobody who's come on my show has, <laughs> has lost. So, um, or hasn't, well, anyway, you get what I'm saying. So appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on. Best of luck in the upcoming election. And I hope to speak with you again in the future. Sounds good. Thank you.